The reading is taken from St. John, chapter 21, verses 15 to 25. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumour spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole word would not have room for the books that would be written. This is the word of the Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love can be a very confusing word. In English, we only have one word for love. Love. And it can still come across in different ways. As we know, the New Testament was written in Greek, and they had four words for love. So even more possibilities for misunderstandings. Filio, agape, storge, and eros. In our passage today, two of these are used, agape and filio. So what do these mean? Which one of these does Jesus use when he questions Peter? And what does Peter think Jesus is asking him? Firstly, let's think about Peter. We know that Jesus had named him Kephas, the rock on which the future community was to be built. Peter had the temperament and characteristics of a leader. He'd intervened on behalf of the disciples to announce his belief in Jesus. He told Jesus what he should and shouldn't do. He told Jesus and he tried to stop him when he was being arrested. But when Jesus becomes vulnerable, 
This strong but weak man collapses and affirms that he's not a disciple of Jesus. The rock is clearly no longer the rock. Does that mean that Peter has lost his role? Peter now knows vulnerability. He knows shame and he knows humility. Lessons perhaps he needed to learn in order to be an effective leader. So when Jesus asked him these questions, he must have really wanted to get it right, to give the right answers, to make amends. But it would seem that he still isn't quite understanding the question. So what was the question? Jesus asked him the first time, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? The Greek word that Jesus uses here is agape. Agape is used quite a lot in the New Testament. I won't give you a a long definitive list. But perhaps most poignantly, it's used in John 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I'm I'm a feeling sort of a person an intuitive sort of a person, I tend to go with my gut. So when I think about love, I primarily think about it as a feeling which leads to a response. But this is not necessarily the case with agape love. Agape is love because of what it does, not because of how it feels. It did not feel good for God to give his only son to die for us. It did not feel good, but it was the loving thing to do. Christ did not want to die, but he loved, so he did what God required. A daughter who stays up all night caring for her sick father is something she doesn't want to do, but she does it from the place of agape love. The point is that agape love is not simply an impulse generated from feelings. Rather, agape love is an exercise of the will, a deliberate choice. Agape love is related to obedience and commitment, not necessarily feeling and emotion. So when Jesus asks Peter if he loves him, if he agapes him, He's asking him if he puts him first, above all things, if he will choose to put him first, even if he doesn't feel like it. If Peter chooses to love Jesus this way, he will be able to feed my sheep, as he's commanded to do in verse 15. We learn about agape love in Galatians as one of the fruits of the Spirit. This type of love is part of the distinctive characteristics of living the Christian life. In our everyday relationships, both within our community here and within our everyday working lives, we have the opportunity of choosing to give and to love in this self-giving, sacrificial love of putting others first. This is how Jesus instructed Peter, his chosen leader, to serve his people. Did Peter get this? 
Did Peter, who so desperately wanted to give the right answers, to get it right this time, did he get this? No. Peter responds with a different version of love. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Peter uses the Greek word philio. This has a different meaning. It means to have a special interest in someone or something, to have affection for, to have friendship with. It would probably be helpful if philio was never really translated as love in the New Testament um, because it refers to a strong liking or a strong friendship. It's easy to see how it was translated um, as love because in modern-day culture, we use that when we, when we talk about things that we love. So, I love chocolate. I love that top. I love those shoes. I love my car. The word philio implies a strong emotional connection. And so, it's use of the word love or deep friendship between friends. You can agape your enemies, but you can't filio them. In the first two exchanges, Jesus asked Peter if he agapes him. And Peter responds with, yes, you know that I filio you. Why was this? Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him with the love of God, a love that may require sacrifice. After all, Jesus had just gone through horrendous torture for Peter's sake and ours, something he did not want to do, but he did anyway because of his agape love. In contrast, Peter avoided possible torture by denying Jesus. He still felt the shame of having denied him. And he was desperate that Jesus know that he hoped that their friendship was still intact. He may well have been wondering if Jesus held his denial against him. Would he still treat Peter as a close friend and companion? He didn't know where he stood with Jesus. So maybe he was trying to let him know that he was still a true friend and he still had filio love for him. But Jesus was asking him the question on a different level, a deeper level. Jesus wanted to know if Peter, his rock, who the community of believers would follow, whether this Peter had the love needed to be the true leader he needed to be. In order to be an effective leader, Peter needed to agape him. In order to make sacrifices... In order to love when he didn't feel like it, in order to wash his followers' feet, he needed agape love. And Jesus knew what Peter didn't. He knew that he would soon be ascending into heaven, leaving Peter and the others. He knew that Peter needed agape love, and Peter misunderstood. Peter was functioning on a different level. Peter was worried that their relationship needed mending. It didn't. He was already forgiven. Peter wasn't privy to the the bigger picture yet. As As a community, we need all kinds of love. We need the love of friendship, filio love. We need to nurture and we need to support each other. And we need agape love. This is the most challenging. This is the choice our free will. It's often called the action model of love. 
We can demonstrate this in our relationship to God and to others. This is the the sort of love that picks up the Bible when we don't really feel like it. This is the sort of love that comes to church when we really want to lie in. This is the sort of love that spends time with that challenging person. It's helping without reward and without recognition. We've all had moments when we've either encountered this in somebody else or we've done it ourselves. Unconditional, no strings attached love. This is how God loves us. He can't help it. God is love. But we need some help in operating from this space. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And we need the filio love of our brothers and sisters to encourage us when we struggle. God first agapeed us. That is why we agape him. In the words of Jean Vanier, we can only assume a responsibility in the name of Jesus if we love Jesus and become his friend. This is not something devotional or sentimental. It is a commitment to help people to whom we're not especially attracted, to grow in their love of Jesus and to work with them, not seeking to control, but to liberate. So what do we really mean when we say we love God? What do we really mean when we say, I love you? And what does that look like in our lives? I'd like to to end with a poem by George Herbert. Perhaps you might like to, to close your eyes. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, oh my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply, who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. Let us pray. Father, help us to grasp the way you love us. Help us to love each other as you do. Help us to feed your lambs and tend your sheep. We love you. Help us to love. Amen.